17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. Of course, I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, along with my guy, Cordell Woodland. Cordell is now the new host from 7 to 10 on 105.7. So in addition to listening to Winning Drive, you can hear him with Shaking Up Sports from 7 to 10 uh, on 105.7, The Fan in Baltimore. Congratulations, Cordell. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Uh, a lot more Ravens talk, a lot more sports talk in general uh, from, from me. So if you like hearing me talk sports, you get a lot, a lot more of that for sure. So this is the part where it starts to get a little bit murky, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the part that I really start to hate. Um, If you're a fan of Hard Knocks, this used to be the hardest part for me to watch because I can't watch people's dreams die. I'm just not a huge fan of this. But the first cuts um, have been made, and it feels like this is different from years past. They're doing five today, and then is it five more Five more next week to get to uh, 80. We got the 85 this week uh, with the cuts on Tuesday, and then we get to 80 uh, next Tuesday. Okay. So um, it feels a little dip, a bit different from what years past, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're doing it differently. Um, and Coach talked about that um, or, or didn't um, in his presser uh, at Monday's practice. He said he had no comment about it. Um, right. So apparently he does have a comment about it. He just don't want to say it publicly. <laughs> I completely understand, Coach. Yeah. Don't get fined for having thoughts, okay? Right. So, so the names that, that the first – set of names that were cut um, was quarterback Brett Hundley, um, Clement running back, uh, Robert Jackson, uh, cornerback, Devon Williams, wide receiver, and um, the last cornerback. Denzel Williams. Denzel Williams. I was about to say, I know I, I knew it was Williams, but Denzel Williams. Um, which guy, Cordell, do you think is the most surprising? Because I think there's a couple of names that most people aren't familiar with. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, you know, okay, well, I, I wasn't really familiar with that guy anyway. Clearly, right. I just forgot Denzel's first name. So <laughs> there's that. But there's a couple of guys whose names, you know, you do know that were cut. So which one mm-hmm. um, to you were the most surprising? Well, I think all of these guys that were cut, I've never really had the idea that these guys were going to necessarily crack the 53-man roster. So I'm not really surprised in that sense. But as far as guys being cut this early, uh, Corey Clement definitely was kind of a surprise to me. Harbs, every time we talked to Harbs about Corey Clement, he was really high on him. And um, it was kind of telling to see uh, the preseason game against the Titans that kind of right there can let you know what you can look forward to. Corey Clement was the last running back out in that game. So, you know, that kind of lets you know he's probably the guy that's on the bubble, at least in that running backs group right. uh, at that moment. So I was kind of surprised to see Corey Clement let go this early. Um, I, I didn't think he was terrible uh, in camp, but I didn't, you know, I've talked about this past preseason game quite a bit, and we talked about it on the last episode, Rita. I didn't really believe that any of the running backs had did anything outstanding to the point to where they have separated themselves uh, from the pack. So I thought everybody was kind of, I mean, there's some guys that I think are ahead of others. I think clearly Mike Davis is 
in the lead right now. I mean, and this is obviously assuming J.K. Dobbins isn't going to be ready for week one. We're talking about guys that are healthy at this very moment. So Mike Davis is a guy that I think right now is in the lead. Um, and that was clear. He got the start in the preseason game. I think Tyler Beatty is right behind him. And he's really the pick for me as far as who I think is the best uh, running back in this group. But yeah, Clement was definitely a surprise. I think he, I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of pick back up uh, at some point, maybe not obviously right away as teams are making their cuts, right. but as we get to, you know, at the end of preseason and everything and teams start reevaluating a lot of injuries will pile up at that point. I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of snagged up if nothing else to be on somebody's practice squad. Brett Hundley is another one. I'm not surprised Brett Hundley was let go because I thought Brett Hundley was easily the worst of the four quarterbacks they had on the team. Yeah. Um, and that was shown again in the preseason game. And if you've been out to practice, which me and Rita both have, um, it's not hard to see that he's the, the weakest link out of the four quarterbacks they have. I am kind of surprised that they let him go on the first cut, though, because right. – I don't expect to see Lamar depth. I don't expect to see Lamar in there play the game in Arizona. I don't really expect to see Lamar play at all this preseason. Um, so we saw Tyler Huntley get the first half in the Titans game. Um, so now with Anthony Brown being the third guy, I would imagine it's going to be Tyler Huntley for a half and Anthony Brown uh, for the next half. And I, honestly, I've been impressed with Anthony Brown. I, I, I really think he's gotten better. From where we saw him in rookie minicamp, I can honestly say he is uh, miles better than he was when we first saw him when uh, rookie minicamp started to where he is today. Definitely a better passer of the ball. He's a guy that clearly has more of an understanding of this offense. And Brett Hundley simply just couldn't keep up. And it's not like Anthony Brown is doing anything extravagant to necessarily wow you. But it's I, I just felt like Brett Hundley wasn't able to do the bare minimum to hang around. So he yeah. wasn't at practice on Tuesday. And that was kind of a, a telling sign that Brett Hundley might be one of the guys cut. And sure enough, he was. Yeah, I think I'm a little confused. I'm with you on the, the Brett Hundley situation because it does feel like a premature cut in the sense that we know Lamar is not going to play. So there's going to be three quarterbacks, I would think, that would play mm -hmm. in the preseason. And Lamar is not going to be one of those guys. So why now? We know he's not going to make the roster, right? Like, I don't think that that's an issue. But mm -hmm. the issue is, are you just content on playing Huntley and then playing Brown and that's it? It it, it feels, particularly if if – one of these guys, and it's probably Huntley, right, is going to be your backup. So right. why would you want to give that guy so many snaps in preseason? And I understand that, you know, pre, you know, obviously snaps go up as the games go up back in the day. You know, it was like the second game, um, you know, starting quarterbacks would do uh, maybe a quarter, yeah. a little bit over a quarter. The third preseason game, you'd see starting teams do a half. But that's that's the thing. It's only three preseason games now. Right. And most teams are not even playing their best players anymore. Mm -hmm. So I'm confused as to why Huntley was the first to let go, uh, in the first set of cuts to let go because you're happy with just playing Huntley and Brown. And one of those guys is going to be the backup. So yeah. you know, it feels very risky. Um, you know, and I could be wrong there, but it not to, to your point. I mean, Tyler Huntley was suffering from shoulder tendonitis, uh, to start 
many, I think it was mini camp because he did all the throwing in OTA. So Tyler Huntley really didn't, I don't think he threw at all. I have to check my notes, but I don't believe he threw at all during mini camp. And even to start training camp, uh, he wasn't necessarily getting all the full second team reps that he would normally get because he's still recovering from that tendonitis. And you saw, you know, when I remember when you first came out to the practices and you were talking about the way Huntley looked, uh, Tyler Huntley throwing the ball at the time. And that was when he was still, I think, trying to find his way back from that shoulder tendonitis. And you look at him now, I mean, he's definitely throwing the ball much better. Yes, right from now. the time uh, that I said that to you right. in, the, in the beginning to now, right. he does look more comfortable. I mm -hmm. will agree with you in that. Yeah, and I, I just think, honestly, like when we're talking about Brett Hundley may, maybe getting, I think we both thought that he would get cut. But again, I think it's more so the fact that he was a part of the first round of cuts. And right. I think it just honestly got to the point to where the dude wasn't doing anything that made you believe you need to continue to get, because these guys are getting paid, you know, to be out there right now. They, right. they, they have to pay these guys every, every day that they're on the roster. And I think it got to the point to where Brett Hundley was literally just showing up and is physically there but it's literally not doing anything. I mean, I'm talking about the <laughs> bare minimum of being a NFL quarterback. And we're talking about a guy competing for third or fourth string. And he, he just really wasn't fitting the building. I'm not trying to rip the guy to shreds, but I'm just being Feels real like on it. what I saw. I'm just, I'm, I'm just being real on what I saw. You know okay. what I mean? Like the dude is out there. He, he couldn't make a lot of the passes. He couldn't really get the snaps and you watch him. And it's like, even on the time, he looks confused. He looked lost quite a few times. And I think it showed up in the preseason game. And then after the preseason game, we saw a couple of practices after that. And it just didn't look like this was a guy that was trying to get better out there. Yeah. And I think that the Ravens just decided that this is somebody that they don't feel the need to have on their roster any longer than they have to. And they cut the cord. And the thing is, is like, we know John Harbaugh is all about effort, right? Like, you got to put in the effort. Even if you're not doing too well, he right. will at least want you to show up. So if you right. if, if he's not showing up, if he feels like uh, Brett Hundley wasn't showing up, that's probably why he was mm -hmm. the first to go. Because yes. he said, okay, well, look, you don't want to be here as much as we don't want you here. So go ahead right. and go find yourself a new home or whatever. I think Clement, for me, was a surprise, but not really, because at the Monday practice, I noticed that he wasn't there, and mm -hmm. that was um, a thing. Like, I think we all noticed he was the only running back that was not out there. Right. So I think that that was an indication to me that something was going on, whether it was a health issue or whether he was not going to make the roster. Um, so it wasn't a surprise to me on Monday. Let me say mm -hmm. that. Um, and, and, and it wasn't a surprise to me today because of his absence on Monday. I think it's a surprise to me generally from the fact that you still have wire, uh, skill, excuse me, you still have running backs that are trying to get back to 100% and you still need depth at the running back right. position. So I think in that regard, um, it was a shock to me. The other three guys, I'm going to be honest with you, I, yeah. <laughs> I well, yeah, I mean, some better insight on it than me, but it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, Robert Jackson was a cornerback that they literally signed off the street last year. And if anybody remembers that game against the Packers last year, where Robert Jackson was forced to kind of be the guy to got or tried 
to guard Devontae Adams. It didn't it didn't bode well for him. And it's no fault of his. I mean, he had right. no business being out there in the first place. We're talking about a guy who's probably the best receiver in football um, that he had to go up against. So uh, Robert Jackson was a guy that, I, again, like you said, I wasn't necessarily surprised to see him go. Devin Williams, um, he's another one. He was actually a guy that I was expecting to be a bubble guy when I watched him in minicamp. I liked him in Oregon. And I thought he had a pretty good rookie minicamp. But as we got close, you know, further into camp and minicamp and now training camp, Devin Williams was piling up on the absences. He wasn't really at practice a lot. So if you're not going to show up to practice as an undrafted rookie free agent, I mean, you really don't stand much of a chance to to make this team. And even I mean, in the preseason game, cars down the street if you're not interested. I mean, I mean you hey, you know, it, it's, it's some insurance. You know, it's, it's a lot of other things you can do. And he, he showed <laughs> how he showed you know his disinterest. I guess. And if anybody remembers, Devin Williams was initially right before camp started. He was put on the uh, did not show up list. Yep. Um, and and then about a day or two later, the Ravens ended up activating him back on the active roster. And he was back on the roster for tra- in time for training camp. But then even once training camp started, he wasn't consistently out there at practice. So, again, like if you're an undrafted rookie free agent and you're barely showing up to practice, he barely played. I don't I didn't recognize him at all in the preseason game. You know, it that kind of was the writing on the wall for him. And Denzel Williams, same thing. I mean, he, you know, these are guys that didn't fl- barely flash at all, if at all. Uh, in the, their limited opportunities this far in training camp. So I'm not really uh, surprised to see any of these guys go. So obviously there's another set of, of cuts that are coming, um, another set of five. If you had to choose your next five, Cordell, who do you believe is next in line? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be tough because, you know, it's starting to get to the point to where you're going to have to go to some areas that, you may not have guys fully healthy in just yet. And I'm talking about the linebacker crew, the tackles, and the running backs, even the receivers. So I'll start with Christian Welch. Uh, I, I don't have any heavy e- detail to go into about Christian Welch because I'm pretty <laughs> sure most people don't know who that is. And this, <laughs> this is a guy who hasn't really done anything to this point in camp. But he is a linebacker, and he's honestly just a guy to this point. He a body, uh, basically. He a body. Yeah. Now, okay. D- Diego uh, Fago, uh, uh, the linebacker from Navy, um, he's a guy people may recognize his name, so to speak, but you won't recognize him on the field necessarily. He was a big-time player at Navy, but to this point in camp, he's he just hasn't flashed to me at all. Like, if you're getting cut in the first wave or the second wave, we're talking about guys that have made little to no impact to this point in camp and in the games. Okay. So Diego Fago is one of the guys that I'm going to add to that list. He and Christian Welton, you know, I, it was tough because you look at what they're dealing with at the linebacker position. They there's, they're looking to get healthier there. Um, but I think that these two guys, when I look at what they currently have right now, as far as active guys, I think that they could play because this is a, this, these next cuts aren't going to be until after the Arizona game. So it'll only be one more preseason game. So right. I have to, I'm taking into account them having enough depth to be able to get through that last preseason game with backups and not their starters. Okay, so I now think that they could do without those two. Now, one guy that you have on the list that I, I feel like maybe some people might feel some type of way because I remember last year people mm-hmm. were 
riding. They, they really like this guy. And he got picked up, I believe, by the Broncos is um, Nate McCrary, the running mm-hmm. back. So you believe that he's next on the list. Why are we? Why do we continue to do this? I mean, I'm assuming he potentially is another practice squad player. Potentially. But, you know, like they brought him back here, obviously, came back. And mm-hmm. then now to only to, to, to assume that he may be cut down again. Yeah, I, I think. I think Nate McCrary being cut is all but inevitable, but will he be cut on the second way? Maybe this is a little too early for him to be cut, but as I look at the roster again, and and I have to take into account how many players they have at each position to be able to get through that last preseason game and also to carry into the season. And I look at that running back room and I see Mike Davis. I see Tyler uh, Beatty. uh, I see Justice Hill. Those three guys to me are all but locks to make this team. Um, And I think Justice Hill's ability to help on special teams kind of negates what Nate McCrary can give you uh, because he's not really going to be – Nate McCrary's not going to be a guy that they involve in the offense. Let's just be real. And the only way he would really be able to consistently get on the field would be through special teams, but that's what Justice Hill uh, does. So what – what do we have Nate McCrary for at that point? I mean, he had the decent, he had a pretty good carry uh, in the, in the Titans game. I think he had the longest rush of the night for the Ravens in that game, but uh, he's another guy that just hasn't flashed enough to me to this point in camp. And I I think running back is obviously a a position that they're kind of getting slim at with JK Dobbins working his way back right now, but Gus Edwards looking like he's not even close uh, to being back. But Nate McCrary is a guy that I think, will be on the outside looking in when we get to this next wave of cuts. Um, Jared Jones-Smith, another tackle. I don't think – I don't know how many how much people know about this guy. Uh, he wears number 61. But if you've been to any Ravens camp to this point as a fan or as a reporter, I promise you, you have seen number 61 running laps out there. And that is because he's constantly getting false start penalties. The dude every day is going to get you at least one false start. And hey man, runs. hey man, look, we already look, we already deal with enough illegal formation exactly. on a regular basis. We don't need nobody coming no. in here with the false start. I was no. just getting ready to even try to make a, a a case for him from in terms of depth, right? But if you're telling me that this dude is getting out here running laps yeah. for false starts, never mind. Yeah, I mean, and, and the depth is a is a solid question to ask because obviously we know that especially at the left tackle spot, yep. it's slim to none over there right now with everybody still waiting for Ronnie Stanley to get right. back. So, right. I mean, that's definitely a situation to watch. But as I look at him, and you want to have enough linemen to kind of last you through the preseason, but with them only going to have one more preseason game after this next round of cuts, I think that they could get through that last preseason game uh, without Jones Smith over there at tackle getting called for holding calls or false start calls because I know it's driving them crazy because it's driving me crazy. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and the last person I had on my list is is Riley Webb. Uh, and this is, you know, he had the big catch in the preseason game. He only had one catch, and I think it went for about 37 yards. And it was a pretty good play. Got some separation down the field, made the catch. That was good to see. Where's number 11? Um, but Riley Webb is when you watch him in camp and I'm watching him on a daily basis, he just doesn't do it for me. I don't see him get much separation out there. I don't see him making 
the plays that some of the other wide receivers are making, like Shamar Bridges right. or uh, or even a uh, Slade Bolden and guys like that. So, I mean, I look at those, this wide receiver group, and again, we're talking about them just being able to sustain one more preseason game. I think they could get through another preseason game without Riley Webb uh, being a part of this roster. Okay. And so, you know, obviously the next round of cuts are what day? Tuesday. Tuesday okay. at 4 o'clock. Okay, so we'll get we'll understand after the second preseason game. Obviously, the Ravens play in Arizona this weekend. So after the second preseason game, we'll know more about who's next in line. So we'll see how many of these guys are the right. guys that Cordell have in mind. And, and I'll even throw a bonus one out there as an okay. honorable mention. I don't think he'll get cut because he's a veteran. At the, I think he'll get cut eventually. Uh, but I don't know if he'll get cut on the second wave because he's a veteran. But Kyle Fuller, if it was up to me, Kyle Fuller would be cut. <laughs> listen, I'm, hey, man, I'm, I'm tired of me. seeing the back of Kyle Fuller's uh, jersey. Okay, listen, I am tired of seeing this young man get beaten practice by wide receivers, Constantly. by tight ends. It doesn't matter. Nope. So, you know, look, I understand the situation. You want to just add a little bit of depth. He ain't going to help you. No, let's, he's let's not. Let's move on. Let's move along. And look, let's get this over and done with, quite no. frankly. Don't don't even, like, elongate this whole thing. Yeah. Just move on. That's where I'm at with it. It ain't going to work. Okay? Yep. I don't know who is listening out there in Ravens land. It ain't going to work. <laughs> okay? I'm going to tell you now. It ain't going to work. Okay? So just go ahead and cut your losses 